I love you. Welcome back to the Couch Potatoes for another rip-roaring dog-filled episode. I am the Green Traveler of Whoosh. And I am the Faceless Leon, your favorite experiment. Can we at least say that? I cannot question that one. Okay. Yeah, I will Ooh. not question that one. All right. And <clears throat> this is Green and Faceless on the Couch. And it's a podcast about movies mm-hmm. and television. And uh, today is the potato pick. Hooray! Oh, boy. We got Mickey here. (laughs) And Mickey, too. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And we are talking about dogs this week. This one, who's this one come from? This one came from Don and Mike. Thank you, Don and Mike. Thank you, Don and Mike. And if this is your first time listening to the potato pick, this is our patron... Our Patreon patron uh, inspired episode. Uh, at a certain mm-hmm. level, you get to. Uh, it's a very low level. If you if you want to buy us a coffee a month, just one. Yeah, not, not even much, for yeah. both of us, just one a month. No, um, yeah. you can. You don't have to tell us which suggest. one. Yes, no, we'll, you don't yeah. have to. It'll probably be me. Um, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> and. Um, you get to say, hey, I want you to watch this, and then the public votes on all of those suggestions, and that's how we get the potato yes. pick. And it comes from and, you, And uh, the there potatoes. may still be time. I'm honestly not sure, uh, not sure. when this will come out, but It'll if it come does out come out uh, before the... Yeah, if it comes out before the 11th, there's just a little bit of time left to, uh, you know, subscribe to our patron right. and be able to submit your own choices for the next potato pick. That's right. Uh but if 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 by the cha- by the if by the time that you listen to this, it is after the 11th of September of 2023, not to date this episode, but I did. Uh you can still be involved in the Patreon just by voting. So, and and that you don't even have to be a patron. You can just anybody can vote. We yeah. we've left it to the public to decide. So if you're listening to this and you enjoy it and you want to have some semblance of control over what we listen to in October, you have that chance. You do. You do. And it, we would love to hear from you in general. Yes. And that is patreon.com slash green and faceless. Oh, or thanks. facebook.com slash whatever it is. Just search Just green, green and faceless and, and you'll find yeah. us. Yeah. Yeah. YouTube too. Or comments. It's on FictionWorks19. Yeah. Uh, Apple shit, wherever that's yeah. at. Apple shit. Apple shit, like Apple Podcasts, Apple TV, wherever we're oh, at. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're not on Apple TV, but, you know. <laughs> no, we're not. Okay, so we're talking about dogs, and uh, it's going to be it's gonna be an episode. Uh, so Are you a dog person, Blake? I'm 100%, 120,000% a dog person. Mm. That's right. Do that math. I love I dogs. used to be a dog person. <laughs> and then I got a dog. Uh. I still love her. Do not do not at all believe don't call PETA. Don't call Animal Protection Services. I love my animal. Uh, I will love her forever. Zelda is a special. But yeah, she breed. has turned me away. I do not imagine I will ever get another dog. I will probably get cats from now on. You know what? It uh, it might have been the first dog that you got puppy. 
and just you, puppy. And that's a mm. lot of work. Oh, yeah. 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 I was a puppy myself when we got my that's first true. puppy uh, way back in the day. Oh, um, yes. Oh, I and see that, pu- that puppy lived all the way through college. So, you know, I've only ever had two dogs in my life. Um, and one of them was an outside dog that ran around, you know, we fed it, we gave it water, but for the most part, it lived its own fucking life. We lived out in the country and she just ran everywhere. We loved her so much. We'd run outside, we yell Blackie 30 minutes later, she'd show up, you know, wherever the fuck she was at. She was like, Oh, they called me. And they would just come (laughs) running home. (laughs) Nice. She's beautiful. Uh, Zelda, on the other hand, she's inside all the time. She's anxious. She's attached to me like nothing else in the world, like glue almost. Um, sometimes it's a beautiful thing. Other times I'm just like, please, I'm just trying to take a piss. Why are you staring at me? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, Garlic, my dog, uh, is a pit and doesn't really like other dogs and is very excited about guests. And, you know, she's big, so that scares people. But beyond that, (laughs) when it's just us, uh, she is the biggest cuddler in the world, and that's pretty much all we do um, besides Tug. Tug is the other thing that we do. Hell yeah. Yeah, Zelda likes me to throw her treat bowl stuff around. You know, there's some treat toys that we have, so she likes to play fetch with those. Uh, Tug is no longer in her repertoire. She used to mm. play that all the fucking time, and right. now she's just like, no, I don't care about this. Right. And really, she only has uh, three modes now. She only has three modes now, which is either feed me, take me on a walk, or I'm passed out. And right now it's passed out, which is great. <laughs> which is for great. the episode, that is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. But she doesn't well, like to cuddle. I'm, I don't know why. She never likes to cuddle. She, she... she will sleep... Did. Down by my legs. When we were, it was all of us uh, together yeah, yeah. on the on the couch. Anyway, she'd sit in somebody's yeah. lap. Oh yeah, uh, she used to love doing that. And then now in her her older years, she is like, get the fuck away from me. Like she'll be on the couch, and I'll cuddle up next to her and start watching TV, and she'll be okay with it. And then after about ten to fifteen minutes, she'll like wake up and she'll look at me and be like, why the fuck are you right next to me? Like, and then she'll move to the other end of the couch. <laughs> There's so much room here, Ma. <laughs> it's just like... Uh, uh, it's just like, where the fuck? What are you doing, dog? Why don't you want to cuddle me anymore? <laughs> She's old. That's all it really that is. That is it. She probably doesn't... There, You know, the touches that they used to like, maybe they don't feel as good so much anymore. Uh, nope. And talking about the, the life cycle of the dog, uh, let's talk about Marley and me... From 2008. Oh, yeah. Starring Owen Wilson as John and Jennifer Aniston as herself. No, as Jenny. As Jenny. Um, <laughs> they are both reporters uh. Uh, and they just have gotten married. And Owen suspects, thanks to Eric Dane, who plays uh, Sebastian, uh, who was on Grey's Anatomy, if I'm not mistaken. I think that's what he's really really famous for yeah probably dr sloan i, I, I never think. watched it anyway i need to watch it but i've never watched it i do it. think you I would like it charmed. i well at least the first couple seasons a certain person leaves yeah. at a certain point and then i'm like i don't know so i dropped off george clooney 
George Clooney's not in that one. <laughs> well, I'm thinking ER. I'm thinking ER. You think ER. ER. <laughs> uh, McDreamy. McDreamy. Um, I can't remember if that... Well, it wasn't him that I was upset about leaving. Uh, he's really good in that those uh, seasons that he is in that. I don't know how long he makes it through. Anyhow, we're not talking about that. We're talking about dogs. And uh, Jenny... And well, rather, John decides to surprise Jenny with a uh, golden Labrador because Sebastian gets in his head that she's ready for kids, and yeah. he's not quite so ready for kids. He's still trying to get his his uh, work started. So that dog becomes named Marley uh, because they were listening to Bob Marley, I guess. Uh, yeah, and he seemed to like <laughs> it, and then. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. Yeah, he, they get her, get him, and he's a discount puppy because he's, I guess, the runt, or she knew that the, he was just a malbehaved dog. I don't know. Yeah, I, I would assume that one. I would assume <laughs> that she figured anybody who would get it would know within a few minutes that this dog is chaos incarnate. <laughs> So they uh, bring him home, and yeah, he just immediately, like, he's ripping the food bag and getting all the food and and just shenanigans, taking giant poops in the middle of the living room. And (laughs) um, yeah, then, uh, meanwhile, uh, Arnie Klein, played by Alan Arkin, hilariously. Yay. um, May he rest in peace. Yeah, he has hired John to uh you know be a reporter which is what he wants to do but a a column opens up and he tells him to start writing uh a column and owen wilson doesn't really want to because he sees himself as a reporter a serious reporter and (laughs) arnie is like dude i'm giving you an opportunity here (laughs) what is wrong with you uh, yeah, take the fucking opportunity. <laughs> I love Alan Arkin in yeah, this movie. He's yeah, so really funny. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, he never laughs. He never laughs yeah, at yeah. other people's jokes, but he he makes very dry jokes, and it's just the best. Uh, it is it, so good. It is uh, A-plus Alan Arkin, and that's for sure. But <clears throat> John starts writing this column, and eventually it becomes about the misadventures with this dog. Uh, eventually Jenny does get pregnant. They decide they want kids. And they eventually have three boys and move across the country. Yeah, two, two boys and a girl. Two boys, two and, a boys girl. and a girl. You're right. My apologies. Uh, Connor, <laughs> Patrick, and <clears throat> Connor, Patrick, and Colleen. Excuse me. With hundreds of kids playing all of them. Right. Just as he's getting, like, to the peak of, be- of this column, though, like, uh, he's call- he is literally known as the-, the comedic voice of South Florida. Yeah. Uh, Arnie and Jenny recognize that he is just, he's not, he's not really feeling it anymore. So. Yeah. He dec- gets a job as a reporter in... It's not Pittsburgh, right? It's but it's somewhere in Pennsylvania. Um, Boca Rota, the Philadelphia Inquirer. Okay, Philadelphia. So he they moved to Philadelphia, 
it, it turns out that he's no good at, at being a reporter because he's a good columnist. <laughs> but the, which yeah, the, I just I, yeah, I thought that was really funny when I first watched the show and, and still do. Um, but, you know, it's really <laughs> about his relationship with this dog because the dog is so so much of a havoc uh, bringer. Uh, Jenny wants to get rid of him several different times and he, <laughs> he'll take him to places like Sebastian's house. And I'm like, Sebastian doesn't know anything about taking care of a dog. How's this going to go? <laughs> and Sebastian's like this playboy character too. And, and eventually they lose touch. And it's, it's, it's an interesting, like, look at how life changes as you grow up. Like yeah, the yeah. things that seem important become less important uh that kind of thing uh and yeah do you got anything else that you want to say about marley and me i think plot wise i kind of covered it no i got i got a lot because it really bothers me like these kind of films always piss me off because for the first two acts it's fine you know it's an enjoyable little comedy and it's about the you know the relationship between John Grogan, played by Owen Wilson, and, and this beautiful dog played by like fifty fucking dogs, um, uh-huh. which is another thing I'll complain about later. Uh, but <clears throat> which I mean, it's not a complaint. They had to do what they had to do. Yeah, you know, dogs dogs age, and dogs some dogs can't do tricks, other dogs can that you need them to do on camera. I get it. I'm not gonna complain about it. Mm-hmm. However. There are like four or five dogs that just do not look like the fucking dog at all that they're trying to be. And it just, it's so fucking weird. It's like, why'd you choose this dog? It's clearly not Marley. Like, I don't know what you're doing here. Anyways, the, the problem is, comes in the third act when it becomes like real life, you know, my goodness, sad things happen. And it's, it's clearly yeah. just trying to work the emotions. It hasn't been building to be an emotional story whatsoever. It hasn't been laying the groundwork for, for tragedy or anything, but then it gets to the end. It's just like, aren't you sad now? Aren't you crying? Wasn't that a good movie? It's like, no, fuck you. Like, I had a good time for two, like, for an hour and a half, and then you just fucking shot me in both kneecaps. I don't understand why you did this. Like, <laughs> it makes no sense. If they had been building towards it, I would understand. I would be all on board. I would love these kind of films if it had been building towards the fact that it's a tragedy. I mean, it's not really a tragedy, but right. like, you know what I mean. I it's I very sad at I, the end. I um, I don't have quite that harsh of an interpretation, uh, because, I mean, for one, this is based off of this guy's like actual column. I think right, a, a yeah, book yeah, that yeah. he John Grogan. come uh, that he comprised his column into rather. And, yeah, yeah. Um, so I mean. The dog died. I mean, I no, I know and that. That's sad. I understand that completely, and yeah. it is sad. That that's totally sad. What you do is you tack that on as an epilogue. You don't need to show much of it. You you just you end on a happy note, and then in text you say something along the lines of like, "When Marley died, the family buried him, and like everybody remembered him." You don't have to show it. That's what I'm saying. Like the reason to make it a tragedy at the very end. Is literally just to make you cry yeah, and to hope to get some I, more I don't even from the see film it season as a tragedy. I I don't. I'm no. I'm I'm using that term wrong. I'm meaning that it it becomes sad. It makes no sense. Like there's no reason to become sad at all. It's a comedy. This movie is supposed to be a comedy. That's what I'm saying. Is like that's my problem with it. Is it switches genre at the last like 30 minutes, last 20 minutes really, 
just to make you cry and think it's a good movie. That's how I feel about it. Like, it, it doesn't feel like it was ever building towards a sad ending. It really doesn't. Like, there's never a single moment until those last 15 minutes when it's like, don't you remember how life sucks? Like, and then, like, Alan Arkin <laughs> leaves his life. Sebastian leaves his life. Like, everybody leaves his fucking life at the end except for his family. And it's just like, okay, we're here to escape life. We're here to enjoy this fun, like, silly romp between a man and his dog. That's what it's been for an hour and a half. And we're, we're, we're lost in the silly antics of this dog. We're having a good time. And it's like, remember, life fucking sucks and you're going to cry. <laughs> and it's like, I didn't need that. I didn't need that at all. Like I, I, I hate films that like I, they I make you do, cry for no reason. I do not. I don't quite agree with you that it wasn't built. That's up totally fair. Because at the very least, at the beginning, he he talks in this prologue about how this is about the life of the the dog. Right. So you right. know, at, I expect the like, ending to come around. Um, right, and that's what I'm saying. Just put the ending as a little tiny. Placard, blam! Nobody's crying. You all walk out having a good time. You're like, ha ha! Okay. That was a fun family film. <laughs> but I think Instead, that just totally, uh, I don't know, like ignores people's need for that sometimes. Like, like the, if they need that, they can go to a sad film. <laughs> like, I think there's that movies this about one... life and death that are great. I'm just saying, like I. I had never seen this movie before. I don't watch uh-huh. these kinds of films because they always do this. They always are about making you sad at the very end. And an award season comes around and they get nominated for some awards. It's called Oscar bait. It's very fun. It's just, it's silly. It's like, it, it is a good movie until the last 20 minutes for me. And then I feel like it's just pandering. And I'm just like, I didn't need this. This is the first time I'd watched this. I was having a damn good time. I was laughing and enjoying it and very having, like, really enjoying it. And then the last 15 minutes, I'm sobbing on the couch and my fucking dog doesn't want to cuddle me and I'm depressed <laughs> and sad now. Sorry, that was an amazing callback. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying, though, is it's just like it, there was no reason to make me cry at the end after you made me feel right. very safe and all secure. Right. And well, all right. I had seen the film before, and before I had even gone to see the film, I knew the dog was going to die at the end. And you're oh, saying that I knew you were not as expecting I that. You're just saying yeah. that you don't like the tonal shift is what I'm getting. Yeah, from. exactly. I'm okay. saying it's just not absolutely not necessary at all. Well, Choose which I, kind of story you want. I don't have a problem with that total shift at all. <laughs> that's fine. That's totally fine. I mean, it's all that's what the show is. It's all opinionated. I'm that's just saying right. that it's just that kind of that kind of stuff always just pisses me off, and that's why I don't watch these kinds of films, the three that we're talking about today, because I know they're just going to try to make me cry for no reason. They're going to try to. They're going to. You know it. it and there are many movies that I, I'm I'm going to hedge my myself here because there are many m- movies in the past and in the future that I'm going to talk about where I don't complain about the tonal shift where I where I praise it even, um, and that's usually because they build it up much better. Sure. This kind of came out of left field where it's just like everything's fine, and then they're just like, oh no, he's got intestinal problems, and it's just like build up to that. Do I mean I know they that they talk make a lot of jokes about him eating his way through everything, right? But give us a give us some scares. 
have him rush to the hospital when he's eating something and be like, you know, the vet being like, now you got to be careful. This dog is going to be doing this a lot. You know, you wean him off of eating random shit. None of that. It's all fun and games. Everybody's laughing and happy. And then all of a sudden, just smack. Dog's got intestinal issues. He's fucking dying. Well, (laughs) well, with bloat, man, I mean, with bloat, it just kind of comes out of nowhere sometimes. Like... But you just do you do exactly what you've had with my dog. My dog has had so many intestinal issues. You show her getting giardia. You show her getting you know all these different intestinal issues throughout her life. You sprinkle in these sad moments through the comedy so that when you get to the very sad ending, you're ready for it. You can still laugh and you're like, I've been crying already. I'm ready for this. I knew death was coming. Instead, this whole movie is literally just an hour and 15 minutes of chucks and then 15 minutes of fucking cry, please. And it's just, I, I don't, I can't stand that uh, kind of well, shit. Well, there, there is the, the, the section of the story where Jenny is, has post-traumatic, uh, postpartum yeah. stress, I would say. I, I, I wouldn't yeah. go so far as, as to label as depression i'm not a psychiatrist though but anyways that that part where she you know kicks the dog out and is like serious like i want this dog out of our life um i don't know i feel like that was one of those moments uh you know when that comes into play after the first hour (laughs) this movie's like an hour and 30 minutes and it takes an hour to get to something (laughs) sad happening and then it's just sad all the way for the rest of the movie (laughs) <laughs> that is the beginning of the descent. When when she has that issue, and that when they start arguing about it, then they go to Philadelphia after mm-hmm. you know after they clear things up. Then they go to Philadelphia. Then it's the intestines. Then it's he's dead, and then it's burying him, and then All the right. credits roll. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a I, quick, fast descent, and I'm just like, ah, <laughs> I didn't expect this. <laughs> well, I did expect it, but I wasn't. You're ready for it. <laughs> you weren't ready for it. Okay. Well, give give Man. give me your your rating. I think we understand your closing statement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I still I still give it two and a half stars. It's still a good movie. You know. I just it's not my kind of film. I don't watch these films for a reason. Yeah. And uh, but that's the beauty of the Patreon uh, potato pick <laughs> because you get to you know you can get me to watch films that you know I will never watch otherwise. <laughs> Uh, I thought it was a pretty good movie. I honestly thought it was one of the more sincere Owen Wilson performances. Um, that, because, that is true. Because he is a chuckle fuck, and I love him. And, yeah. uh, you know, pretty good acting from Jennifer Aniston as well. And, uh, had a, like, the fun stuff was great. And I exactly. honestly thought that the, the sad stuff, that the actors did a very good job in those sentimental moments especially the actors that we're not used to seeing in that light um yeah i do give it a full face it's not gonna be my favorite movie i don't like movies where dogs die at the end either (laughs) but i don't think kill a dog do it up front (laughs) like john wick jesus um i don't quite agree with you uh about how (laughs) how total that I don't know. I don't feel like it's two different films to me. It's one. It's one coherent film to me, and I think that it's a fine film. 
and that I'd recommend it if you're a dog lover with a warning that, yeah, the dog dies at the end. I would tell somebody who's a dog lover that the dog dies at the yeah. end. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> all right, let's move on, though. Let's move on to dog. Yeah. Channing Tatum starred, Channing Tatum directed, and uh, not, didn't not written, that. though. I didn't yeah, know. he uh, directed it alongside Reed Carolyn, and Reed Carolyn also wrote the the thing. Okay. Um, very interesting story. You have a uh, lead, uh, Jackson Briggs. That's who uh, Channing Tatum plays. He plays Jackson Briggs, who yeah. uh, he's got. Is he? He's got. I know he PTSD. He does have PTSD. Yeah, but he's got uh, uh, some major brain damage as well he's had yeah, several concussions yeah. and he has been told that he will never be back in the field again but he has got it's all he knows yeah he he's he's also gotten somebody to fake documents for for yeah. him to get in because it's it's really all he knows it's it's his life is being mm. in the army and that's all he wants to do he's to a his, ranger. you know to his mindset he's a ranger that's right uh, yeah, he's in Pakistan, uh, where he got injured. Um, and, you know, his his commander, who I do not remember. Uh, let's see if I can find it here. Captain Jones. Captain Jones, played by Luke Forbes. Uh, he refuses to, you know, accept, you know, the documents and everything. He's like, no, you're not ready to go back. Um, he does give him an assignment, which is to... Bring uh, his friend's dog, um, who was in the service as well, his friend and the dog, both of right, them were in right. the... Uh, it, it, he was the dog's um, handler. Yeah. And uh, his his task, uh, Channing Tatum's task, is to bring that dog pretty much cross-country to the, to the ranger's funeral. Um, and he's just like, that's silly. You know, this is a silly, stupid task, but sure, I'll do it. Like, whatever. Um, it, after some argument. It was uh, also like dangled in front of him as his only opportunity to make it back in. Yeah, 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 exactly. And uh, I honestly don't really remember a lot of what happens. Um, I know him and the dog. Uh, you know, they're, they're going on a journey. He does a lot of very questionable things. He he himself yeah. is uh, a bit of a, a piggish man. You know, speaking of Porco Rosso that we just did. <laughs> um, you know, he he. I remember he goes to a bar and he tries to hit on a lot of the women there right. and they're all just kind of just like, get away from us. Like, what are you doing? Right. Um, like he, young, he comes across most a couple young women nowadays aren't really into soldiers, I would say. Um, yeah, probably not. And, and I there, I felt like there was a lot of that. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, yeah. He was getting a lot of his, his, uh, you know, they were questioning the army and everything. You know, I remember that they're just like, oh yeah, are you fighting for like the government? Or are you fighting for oil companies? And, you know, and he was just like, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And then like, he would bring that the into the next conversation as if he <laughs> yeah, was the yeah. smart leftist. And yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah. He does a lot of questionable things in that regard. I remember he also gets, uh, invited to a threesome. Yes, um, with these and, two tantric uh, teachers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he, um, why, he, he leaves the dog. What's the? Does the dog have Lulu. a name? I don't remember. He just calls it Lulu. Is what was it? Lulu. Lulu. That's right. Yeah, yeah. But he um, just calls well, he it keeps dog. Lulu. Yeah, exactly. 
And he keeps Lulu uh, locked up pretty much in the cage for the beginning of the trip. Um, she's too wild, too chaotic. Uh, she destroys everything. Right. Uh, there was one time he came back to the car and found out or found her like having destroyed the cage and right. uh, destroying the inside of his truck too. But but when he's trying to have that threesome, uh, a random guy is walking along and hears Lulu barking because Lulu has anxiety. Yeah. Um, Lulu is is very anxious. Um, uh, uh, and she's yeah, going she's nuts. She's got a in the trauma back of the disorder car. for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because she was made to do a lot of horrible things in the service. That was, you right. know, she was trained to to be an attack dog. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And, and uh, also, lots of explosions around her all the time. Yeah, gunfire, yeah. everything. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's uh, when when that guy walks by the the random pedestrian, he thinks this poor dog is being abused. He right. sees a dog locked up in a cage in the back of a truck at night. You know, it's like he 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 thinks he's being a hero by releasing it. Um, and that's that's what he does. He uh, breaks Channing Tatum's vehicle's window uh-huh. and releases the dog as Channing Tatum is tr- running outside in his underwear, yelling, "Don't do that!" And Lulu right. attacks the guy. Yep. Because um, that's that, what know, she was trained to do—to attack whoever yeah. approached the perimeter. Um, yep. Yeah. And so he has to sleep in his truck. You know, he has to, that's kind of his journey is, is constantly, uh, just struggling with this. He calls Lulu, (laughs) he calls Lulu a bitch and that's when the two tantric teachers are like, oh, oh God. And then they ran away. (laughs) They lock him out. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, can I at least have my clothes? (laughs) I'm pretty sure he says that. (laughs) Yeah. Another very questionable thing he does is he impersonates being blind to get a free room. Oh, my God. Yeah. This is Jackson Briggs is not a good guy. No, he is not. And uh, he he's using Lulu as like a seeing eye dog Mm -hmm. while in this uh, to get into this hotel. And he he is saying that. because there was a, uh, he came across a, a psychic, uh, a, a seer or whatever you want to call them, who gave them a psychic reading and said, Lulu oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, I, okay, let me explain what happens there because that was probably yes, please, one of the I better can't... bits, I thought. That Lulu, yeah, I can't remember it that who well. is a, follows strong smells, found a pot farm. And, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and, uh, Chan and Tatum is like, hey, we gotta get out of here. People aren't gonna want us to be up in their pot farm. <laughs> and then the guy who ends up fast forwarding spoilers, unfortunately, he just ended up being high and paranoid as fuck and knocked out Chan and Tatum and uh, the dog too, I think. And yeah, he definitely tranquilized Channing. I oh, know he shot him oh with I think the, he shot. I thought he shot the dog with the trank dart too. Maybe, but maybe not. He might have. Um, he might have. I don't remember. But, I, know, I remember Channing getting shot and being like, "What the fuck?" The, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Did you just trank me? I think that he says that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and he um he falls down, and the next thing he knows is that he's waked up tied to a chair. And uh, the guy, you know, isn't showing his face and trying to be intimidating. And uh, then saying he's going to kill the dog. He's going to, I killed your dog. The, the next yeah. thing, next is going to be you. And uh, <laughs> Channing 
escapes and grabs an axe and goes into the house to find this man arguing with his hippie wife. Before he goes into the house, though, there's a Pulp Fiction reference because he first grabbed like he he grabs something very weak, like a log or something. Uh, And he's like, all right, this will do. And then he sees like a baseball bat and he's like, ooh, that'll do. So he grabs a baseball bat and he walks a little further and sees like a um, an iron rod. And he's just like, oh, there we go. And then he finds the axe and he's like, fuck, yeah, (laughs) it's great. I love that moment. That was so funny. That was funny. But he goes in with the axe. And catches this guy arguing with his hippie wife. And she's like, you high motherfucker. What are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) They probably would have just left us alone. But no, you had to hit him in the head or whatever. Knock him out. And um, then he decides not to attack them. And they, she is good with Lulu. And Lulu hasn't responded to anything that Channing Tatum has done or anybody really. Yeah. And so he gives her some time with the dog and goes out and gets really high off of edibles with this guy (laughs) and starts teaching him some stuff about the army. And, and I, I don't know. I thought that was like the, the better part of the movie, but it it was a good redeeming moment for uh, Jackson Briggs, Channing Tatum's character, because it's just like, he, he he starts to show interest in Lulu. He starts to be like, right. can you teach me how to to befriend this dog, really? Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't remember. Is she the one that tells him he has, that Lulu has anxiety? Or is that, it might have been a vet. Um, I, it was. Oh, it was, it was, it was next because, because after that, after the pot farm is when he goes to the hotel. Right. He impersonates that because Tamara, um, who's the psychic, uh, Tamara is played by Jane Adams, the hippie pot farmer was uh gus played by kevin nash um after that they go to the hotel he impersonates me on blind because tomorrow had said lulu wants a mattress and so he's like i'll get lulu a mattress we'll go get a free room at a hotel i can impersonate being a blind guy yeah having been injured in the yeah. war yeah. very awful <laughs> it's and uh it, it gets even worse though because lulu again this is how she was trained by the army um, she sees yeah. a, um, Arab man in, uh, um, Middle Eastern dress. I don't know yeah, what the traditional, um, uh, dress we'll say. Yeah. Um, the garb. I can't remember what it's it was, called. But sadly. The character's name was Dr. Al Farad. Farid. Yeah. Played by, uh, Junes Zadi. Um, I think Junes. I'm sorry. That it might be pronounced. It might be Junes. Um, or who Yeah, it might be Junes. not sure. Uh, but uh yeah he lulu sadly attacks him in the the lobby and channing trying to stop it uh very clearly shows that he's not blind and he's like oh my god i can see again you know and and how he got out of any kind of issue i have no fucking clue i mean i know no, they show he it. went to jail yeah yeah and and what he was basically forgiven by dr alf farid that's what i'm saying like i know the guy forgave him but he still tried to rip off a hotel for i know i know that part yeah 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 Uh, it's ridiculous yeah i don't know that but despite his his negative issues just to get to my uh bit of the closing i guess for this one is like it's still, even though I don't like the main character, I don't like Jackson Briggs. I think Channing Tatum does a great job. 
Oh, yeah. I think he did a great job directing it, too. I think the direction of this movie is really well done. And I think the story is really good because, uh, well, one, the dog doesn't die at the end, thankfully. Um, and two, uh, it does go for the sad ending, but it's uplifting. Right. And it sprinkles in so much anxiety and PTSD throughout with the comedy it's that when awareness. you get to the sad ending, yeah, when you get to the end, you're rooting for the sad ending to not happen. You're rooting right. for what you're expecting to not be the case at all. And thankfully, they don't go that route. You know, they, they go with the, right. the unexpected. A good ending, Mildly unexpected. Yeah. And, and that's <sighs> the thing is like, I enjoyed the story more of this one. I enjoyed the anxiety and PTSD um, meshing because, you know, him and this dog are not getting along at all. But once he starts to understand that she has the same issues as him yeah, and that, yeah. you know, she is, is literally just him, but in dog form, basically there's, there's such good message there. And he right. does start to slowly become a slightly better person. He still makes some awful horrendous decisions. Right. Right. But like, but there's hope for him at the end. Yeah. Based they're on redeeming what happened each other. They're redeeming each yeah. other. And, um, yeah, he starts finding help and stuff and accepting that he has issues from being in the service yeah. and instead of just trying to get back out there so that he can feel normal again. And, yeah. And he also at the end kind of realizes too, that maybe the army, you know, he might not be able to, you know, return mm-hmm. not the army, the Rangers, he might not be able to return, but you know, there, there's still hope. It's not the end of the yeah. line for him. He can still, he have worth do right. something else or, or i'm pretty sure they're army you know. rangers so i don't think you're wrong okay i, d- I don't know our <laughs> military sorry, all the people out there who yeah our people are getting mad my brother's getting mad at us because he he loves you know he, he knows that shit like the back of his hand but i i don't pay attention to any of that <laughs> stuff they just protect me and i respect that thank you uh, guys my, uh, and gals I work with someone who's a, who is an ex-army ranger. They're interesting. I was going to yeah. give more in, uh, info, but they would not like that actually. So <laughs> <laughs> then the government would be on us. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know about that. But that he, shit he would class this. This person would not be happy. <laughs> They're very. Oh, but I get. I still give anti-media. dog a two and a half stars. Okay, Sorry. that's good. Um, I give it a full face. I do think it's a pretty good story, but it, it is kind of hard to like Jackson Briggs. And uh, oh yeah, and that it do, is a hard swing against it. And then also sometimes, at sometimes it feels as if they're glorifying the army and uh, military mm-hmm. services and stuff. But at the end, I feel less so. It's more of a movie about the consequences of people being in these services. Yeah, and, and I, I felt it was still respectful to both sides. I do know, too. To people who are I very like glory hungry for the services and then the other people who are just like no you know it's like right i feel like both sides can watch this movie and be like okay right, right. <laughs> like he talks to this one character and i i'm not sure that uh i knew if i can pick out which person that it, it was but they uh were another dog handler and nuke uh, was their dog and um <clears throat> he was 
like his opinion on going back was totally different. He's like, I, I got a family and all like this family and having nuke here is what made me a person again. Like, yeah, that I don't want to go back and I don't think you really do either. And, you know, me and Rodriguez, the guy who, um, has passed away and was the handler for Lulu. Uh, he used to talk to me about all the time about driving his car off a cliff and he drove into a tree instead. And so, you know, he, he that conversation really seemed to open up um, Briggs. <laughs> I forgot his name for a minute. Um, it seemed to open him up towards the idea that he doesn't, you know, he, he, there's he's hurt. He's broken. And I, I really appreciate this for their awareness level, but I'm not going to recommend it to everybody. Um, yeah, I agree yeah. with that. Yeah, but it's interesting. All right. We should talked we, about two we take a soda pop break? I agree. Yeah. Let's go take a soda pop break. And we'll You're be gonna right want to back. stick around for the last <laughs> oh, film, but everybody don't yeah, don't yeah. don't leave off. Yeah, you know, I know you might be like, you know, I should close the window. They're done, basically. They've talked the two that well, we, we you, I, you know movie. I knew about. We got yeah. one more movie. We got one more. All it's right. Very important to stick around for it. We'll be right back. I love you. Don't call, no, not don't. None can show how to stay away. If you cut your foot, it hurts. I know. Uh, back, right? We're opening up with that. Right? Uh, uh, yeah. If you're done with, you know, whatever. Um, yeah. Woohoo! Woohoo! We're Let's talking talk about the, the year of the dog. Uh, if you think we're um, about to talk about the 2014 movie or whatever, yeah. Well, we're not. We're sorry. Yeah. We're, we're going to talk about another 2022 movie uh, that you can catch on Amazon. Yeah. It, it actually came out on Amazon this year, but I believe it was like some kind of in, in the. It was released at festivals circuses. and stuff. Circuses. Yeah, yeah, circuits. But I, uh, I will say uh, before we begin that um, Don, Mike, if this was not the version of the year of the dog you wanted us to cover, we're very sorry. Let us know. We'll yeah. cover the the we'll appropriate cover one some we other will. time. Yeah, um, we'll make it up. But yeah, we researched. We researched Year of the Dog, and we saw that there was two movies of that title, and one of them was free to watch. So we went with that <laughs> one. And boy, were we not disappointed. <laughs> okay, uh, I did think like it sounded interesting, and it sounded actually it, more yeah. in line with what the other two movies are like their Agreed. story arcs. Agreed because it is yeah. a male protagonist. With a dog that makes their life different or better. Um, <clears throat> and the other movie is about an animal rights activist. So I I didn't think that I didn't think that was the right one, but we could be wrong that Don and Mike we might be, be more familiar with this other movie. Something tells something tells me we were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as we were watching this one, I was like, I think we were wrong. Um <laughs> Uh, not, oh, I don't want to put too much like stank or shame on the film because it yeah. is an independent project, and I do think there's some, uh, like you know, 
uh, cultural awareness going on that's uh, that I really appreciate. So, I I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. It's all all directed, written, and starring Rob Grabow. Rob Grabow. Uh, Rob Grabow, or maybe Grabow. Um, he plays Matt, who is an alcoholic, and he has just been told by the doctor not that long ago that if he doesn't stop drinking, he's going to. Uh, well, he started throwing up his stomach lining already, and if he doesn't yeah. stop drinking, he's going to die. And so, also, uh, he's been informed that his mom doesn't have much long right. to live either. Yes, his mom is dying, who he has a strained relationship with, because uh, when, it, like, the source of his trauma is <coughs> when his dad died in a car accident, and his mother, uh, you know, being, you know, also depressed, kind of shut off a little bit while he was growing up. Yeah. And that was really hard for Matt. <clears throat> But he's trying but to get sober, to yeah, because it, yeah. her last wish and the last letter, uh, not the last letter she wrote to him, but the most recent, um, that her last wish is for, to see him sober. And so he mm-hmm. wants to be 30 days sober and then uh, go visit her. And he wants uh, uh, his sponsor, Fred, played by Michael Spears, he... Um, he wants to help him through this like a sponsor does and offers a um, cabin that's on his property. At first, yes. Matt's not going to take this opportunity. He's like, no, I'm going to do this my way. And uh, But there's still alcohol at his place um, yeah. because he just got out of rehab. He does end up moving into this cabin with Michael Spears. And Mike, uh, Fred also is like, hey, can you please, for the love of God, <laughs> stop wearing that Atlanta Braves hat? <laughs> yes, I want to talk about that. I am, I knew I you am and have to. been for years. For years I have yeah. been saying, with my brother also, He, my brother kind of agrees with me now. He used to not agree, but I want them to change the name. Right. I've always, you know, I, I still, you know, they have their excuses for it. They are in contact with the um, Native American tribes around Georgia. Right. And, you know, they talk to a lot of those tribes and those tribes, you know, they give back to all those tribes and those tribes are like, yeah, you can use it. That said, as Michael Spears points out, as Fred points out his character, because Fred is of the, and Michael Spears also, is of the Lakota Sioux tribe, which is... um yeah. You know, not one of the <laughs> tribes around Georgia. They don't appreciate it. They are right. one of the many uh, nations around uh, United States that don't appreciate those names still being used in sports, no matter what the regional tribes think. Right. And you know, I I have been saying, and my brother agrees with me. They can change their name to the Atlanta Hammers. For God's sakes, they right. used to have a player called Hank Aaron. He was hammering Hank Aaron. Change it to the Atlanta Hammers. You're honoring one of the best players in baseball. That's a really and good idea. And at the same time, you don't have to change the logo. Our logo right now is the most racist part of, of it. Like, Braves in and of itself is is racist in regards right. to Native right. American tribes. But the, our logo is literally a tomahawk still. 
And one of our iconic things is is the tomahawk chop. But you guys have been you know, doing we, that, right? No, yeah, we've stopped doing. Uh, well, to my knowledge, people stopped doing that the last couple of years. But most people, a lot of fans, still do it because they don't. You know, they're, it's not racist. Blah blah blah. Right. It is racist. I don't see how it affects it really you. That's literally the, something the players, that Matt says. <laughs> and, oh yeah, and Fred yeah. is like, players, dude, it affects me. <laughs> <laughs> it affects me. It really does. Yeah. And the players have stopped using it. You know, the players have stopped doing the chop, but a lot of fans still do it. I know that. But if it's a hammer, you can still do it because then you're just hammering. You just change the motion. It's no longer a tomahawk chop. You know, now you're just hammering a nail, like or something. Like, you know, the, yeah. changing it to the hammers clears it up a lot, and you yeah. can still give back to the community. They still would, to my knowledge. Like, I don't right, sure. I don't know the the management seems to be really uh, involved and in wanting to do that. So like, you know, who knows? Who knows? But I, I am in agreement with Fred. I, I know coming into this, I thought it was hilarious. That was the one thing that I was just like, all right, I'm in this movie because this boy's wearing an Atlanta Braves hat. <laughs> and then, and then immediately like uh, Lakota Sue uh, tries and is just like, take the fucking hat off. And I'm like, we actually gonna touch this? Oh my goodness! Like, this is gonna be interesting, and I enjoyed it. I thought I thought how I thought how that became a through line throughout the movie was really good. I enjoyed that, uh, you know that view that focal point. Like yeah. I thought that was very fascinating. Yeah, I did too. And and you know Matt had some very sincere reasons why he liked the hat, and it was because yeah. it represented his relationship not just with that team but with his dad. Um, mm-hmm. and his dad passed away as part of his trauma, but I, uh, you know, Fred made him realize that. And even later, Fred gives him this really sweet present. That's like this framed yeah. thing that has all these old Atlanta Braves players on it. And he's like, but yeah, obviously like I couldn't put that awful name on this plaque. But. <laughs> it's just got the logo. It's yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> I love that too. Uh, and and at that point, it, Matt threw away the hat, and I th- I thought that was nice. Yeah, that was yeah. a nice uh, thing. But anyways, this is about a dog, and uh, it is about a dog. <laughs> they find uh, this being Matt finds a husky dog licking chickens. <laughs> that was hilarious to me. He's just licking chickens. In Fred's chicken coop. And that's another thing, too, between Matt and Fred is that he keeps on calling it a farm, but it's not a farm. He's like, dude, there's chickens there. He's like, a lot of people have chickens. (laughs) And that's what makes it a farm. (laughs) Uh, So Matt uh, uh, convinces Fred to allow him to adopt this dog. And Fred's like, even though Fred is like, this is not a good idea. You are trying to recover. Yeah. And uh, Fred eventually is, well, you know, he's convinced because Matt's like, well, I don't need your permission. I'll leave. And he's like, dude, don't you see what you're doing? You're bargaining right now. You're doing the thing. And and he's like, "Uh, all right. But, you know, this when I was a kid, my dog, I feel like saved my life because it was the only thing I was connected to when my dad died. So Fred is convinced, and they named the dog there by, um, he said, since since you are letting me do this, 
what what should we name him and fred's like you pick and he's like i, I like that we'll, we'll call we'll call him you pick and he's like what are you serious yeah. <laughs> uh and it was funny too because i had the subtitles on and so like right, obviously too. you pick y-o-u space p-i-c-k but then he's immediately like when he when he says you pick i like it it's like why you apostrophe p-i-q yeah and i was just like what that's a yeah. weird way to spell it well there's a reason for there it is I, a reason I for that. it and it, it they do leave it for the very end but uh like you know they're gonna come around to it uh this that i'll use this to introduce the character that's played by john proudstar greg yes is he is not actually um an alcoholic he is um a part of some other organization that is uh i think about abuse uh but i'm not entirely sure they're like they're um they're individuals who are affected by alcoholics like it's, it's connected to aa but he was the son of an alcoholic gotcha gotcha okay and um Greg starts helping Matt out uh for with different things. Um what what was I going to say about him uh and oh, you pick. Uh he te- is the one much later in the film, so spoilers here, that tells Matt that you pick means real person or like, yeah. you know, an individual. So it's and it's also a very sacred name to the Yupik people, and to yeah. uh, uh, Native Americans in general. <clears throat> so he is basically like, you have to respect this dog, Matt. And it's really hard for yeah. Matt because he has forgotten how to be present in the moment, and uh, that's another thing that John Proudstar works on with him. And I I, I like that moment mm-hmm. a lot, and. Meanwhile, the whole thing is about uh, sled pulling. So these people put weight and make their dogs pull sleds uh, with the weight on <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. And um, Alyssa Groening, played by Julie, is the one who actually uh, tells Matt about it uh, in detail because she used to be into it. And um, she is also an alcoholic, if I'm not mistaken and yeah i have no idea yeah i I couldn't remember maybe i can't recall either oh yes i I think so like she she thinks that he knows for some reason so she she brings it up and then he's like yeah Yeah, i am i'm an alcoholic too yeah you know and um i do remember that scene now and they because Matt's really going through it like he's just now getting sober they have a lot they have like falling outs in and out uh, but she is the love interest which is another thing that yeah. you're really not supposed to do while you're trying to get recovered from alcohol but yeah or, or any substance really <clears throat> anyhow uh, also Jeff Medley is in it as Rick and I thought it was Bob Odenkirk but it's not um <laughs> <laughs> He's Greg's friend, and they both kind of run this dog pulling thing. So they get Matt into it because Yupik has pulled a car that had its parking brake on. And they're like, well, you yeah. fucked up there because you set your up your dog to fail, but that's okay. Uh, and Matt really has a hard time 
getting you pick to do the thing but when he does finally do it uh it's like the dog can pull a lot of weight it's impressive it's impressive so that that it's them so going crazy. to state or whatever is kind of the the plot of the the sports plot of this weird movie um oh my god so i want to skip ahead now to the point where matt is like more in the acceptance mode so he finds out that his mom died and that fred knew about it and kept it from him (laughs) yeah Uh, which caused fred to drink actually so uh, it kind of was you know it kind of hurt everybody yeah Um, fred's wife and kids left because he drank uh but anyhow after the point that he's accepted that uh he says i don't think i need you pick to pull anymore that's fine but you pick also has bloat at some point in the movie yeah Uh, yeah and has a surgery and probably shouldn't be pulling anyways and then all of a sudden he's at the state competition doing the thing yes and he just said that he wasn't gonna do it that was like my biggest fault with the movie because it seemed like that was a big growing moment for him and maybe like there was this moment that we were supposed to pick up on where he thought oh you pick needs this you pick needs this to grow i have no idea i don't know but uh that's this movie's biggest issue is it is it is so jumbled together there's a little like there there are three or four different movies here that are all just kind of just like all right uh relationship with julie moment goes here right um all right we forgot to talk about sled pulling sled pulling's next (laughs) Uh, we'll do a sled pulling moment uh what's next oh fred gets a backstory we'll do fred here there's moments with fred and and matt so we'll make sure that this moment we should probably go back to julie we'll do julie here <laughs> like it, it just it is so i agree nothing meshes well it's but it's you just made just me moments. worry about my screenplay a lot <laughs> oh i'm so sorry I'm <laughs> uh i do i do think my screenplay rob rob grabow rob yeah he grabow. wrote directed starred and most likely did music. I have a theory. <laughs> Go ahead with your theory, because what I was going to say what? isn't necessarily very nice. But I, I like what, like he's, I like what he's trying to do. You know? Yes, yes, a I lot. agree. And it's interesting. Yeah. I, I can't say that I was uninterested in watching the film. I watched it the whole way through. Yeah. Okay, I ahead. will just say, not to be rude to Rob, if he ever hears this, I'm so sorry, Rob. I do not want to be rude to you. You have a good story here. Yeah. You have decent directing, but just decent. Like, I'm sorry, but, like, you need more from all of these actors. Like, all of them are giving I read the script performances. Like, everybody with, is... You're going to get that with an independent project, for sure. Yeah. No, yeah, I agree with you. I understand that wholeheartedly. But yeah, it's just like, don't star in your own film if you're not, like, no offense again to Matt. There's so many moments, or to to Rob, there are so many moments where I was just like, oh boy, if you were behind the camera for that moment, you would have been like, yeah, it's probably not a good performance, so we should take another take. And it's just like, that's the problem when it's you. When you're directing yourself, 
sometimes if you're not as much of a push hard, if you're not like pushing yourself to be a perfectionist, you're going to let certain right. bad acting moments slide by. And so it's like, choose one of them. Choose choose writing, choose directing, choose acting. Don't do all three for the movie. I feel like it would have been much better if he had been like, I wrote this script. Will you direct it for me? You I know, and then helped him character. find a cast or something. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like, it, it I, I, been, I, I think, agree. Yeah, I think you can very well write movies and be casted in them. I don't think that's a problem. But it is hard to direct yeah, yourself yeah. as the lead character. Uh, yeah, that takes a lot of years of experience, I would say. Yeah, um, I know that I did that, but I also had you there to co-direct, right. and yeah, yeah, that helped. That was necessary. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. It's, and I'm sure again, he did going have, back yeah. to what, what I was what I was gonna say because I just remembered I, I I had almost talked about it and then I I skirted it with that slight attack on Rob Grabo. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I do feel like he had that with Michael Spears. This is all coming from me. I have not done any research on this. Do not take my listeners. Do not take my words for truth here. I am just assuming I get this feeling. <laughs> there is one montage moment where Matt is training the dog where uh-huh. he's training you pick. And it's, it's a funny like minute and a half montage with a song that is, so bad it's good like it's it's (laughs) i was dying i thought it was so fucking funny it was it was so horribly paced like it's it's got a ridiculous beat (laughs) yeah well i did that's what we're gonna open with it from the break that's that's what the chorus was it's (laughs) don't call no not don't none can show how to stay the way and then the the lyrics right afterwards are something like this is not the exact lyrics but it's just like if you cut your foot it will hurt ah no (laughs) like that's how he delivers the lyrics it's just like it's all these like tiny little staplets like like, tiny couplets all paired together it's so bad (laughs) i was dying and i wanted to know what the song was so that i could listen to it because when I say it's so bad, it's one of those, it's so bad, it's good. As I told uh, told the Faceless Leon before we started recording, it's like The Room. You know, it's like you watch The Room and you know it's a bad movie, but you fucking love it for some reason because it's so awful. This is That's that how this song, song felt. <laughs> this, that song, that song was golden and I was trying so hard to find it. I was searching Spotify, Pandora, YouTube, everything. I was Googling the lyrics to just find some website that had the lyrics on it by chance, couldn't find it. Like I was looking everywhere. I searched through this entire film's like um, trivia on IMDb, everything. I could not find it. Rob Grabow, if that was a personal song that you wrote, put it on Spotify. Please, please put it up to YouTube. <laughs> it made me so happy. <laughs> and I know I said it was awful. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. But it was. It's one of those beautiful, it's beautiful awful things. It's so beautiful in its own way. Uh, I do want to mention that there was two other people credited as director, and that I don't know if we mentioned their names, but it was Andrew Mc- no. McGinn and uh, Michael Peterson. So they, oh, okay. they they could have been behind the camera when he was doing his acting bits. Maybe. Um, 
<clears throat> yeah, it's just and, and he's not a bad actor. I won't no, say that. I he's just. So. He, I feel like angry, everybody just needed good moments. Yeah, he's angry. I think exactly. Yeah, and everybody had good performances. Michael Spears, John Proudstar, Alyssa Groening. Like everybody did decent jobs. Not nothing amazing. Um, it's Jeff just Medley I feel like under different. Amazing. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> Played Rick. Okay. And he was right. into the Zodiac. <laughs> that came out of left field. That was so weird. He's just like, by the way, I like the Zodiac. <laughs> like, you know what the year is? It's the year of the dog. <laughs> what? No, no way. way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, sorry. What, man? I, I <laughs> liked so it. Cool. I liked it, but it was definitely like a, um, oh, look, they said it. Uh, moment <laughs> it was like they got to the end and rob like had finished like reading the like a book or whatever it was based off i don't know if it was based off a book or anything I have no idea. But, like it's like he had it was like he had finished something he was like i don't understand why is why is it called the year of the dog that makes no sense i'm gonna say it's a zodiac thing <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez. Well, uh, I give the film a full face. I, I think, uh, you know, it was, it was pretty, pretty good and had some good uh, emotional feels. Uh, it just didn't have a very finished feel. And, you know, sometimes you get that with yeah. an, an independent film. Uh, but I, I'm interested to see what, what other, uh, films that Rob Grabow writes, um, at the very least. Um, uh, because I do think he touches on interesting issues, uh, at least from this script. So, yeah, yeah I, I can agree with that. There was some some interesting standpoints that I was, uh, yeah, yeah, curious by. But uh, <laughs> it's not good. It's, <laughs> this movie is so jumbled. Like I like bits of jumbled. it. There are things that I thought are good, but like it, once I like. My my explanation is that for for the first like thirty minutes or whatever, I'm like, this is fine, you know. I'm uh, it, it's an independent project. I'm willing to look the other way on a lot of stuff. I don't know what the budget is, but it feels very small, which it you know, mad respect. I, I enjoy that kind of you know independent go get him energy to go out there and film make a film like that. That's always great, and it's not awfully done. There's there's some good shit throughout. But it's just when it got to that montage and that song happened and I started literally dying while laughing, like I almost choked. It was, <laughs> and then I and then I rewound and watched it five more times and then I took a video of it and it, like it just it. When I got to that moment, that's when I realized, oh no, <laughs> this is starting to go south for me. <laughs> and after that, it just became like a hodgepodge of events. Where I was like constantly like, how is this movie still going on? Like, <laughs> oh, it's no. got to end soon. Like, I was going crazy because it was just like, okay, this will be the ending. And then it's like, oh, now we're at the, the, the pulling with the dog and everything. I'm just like, oh, my God, I forgot that the dog pulls things. Okay. <laughs> All right, we're back to this. And then there's and then there's more shit after that. And then this shit happened. And then he's at a funeral. And then I'm just like, oh my god, uh, the mom's like, funeral please. bit though. I thought yeah. like that, like the letter from his mom. I thought that was pretty well yeah. written. Um, yeah, you know. I I agree. I did. I think there was good moments, but I, I'm still I feel bad 
No, I'll give it two and a half stars. I'll give it the same score as the other two. Wow. I'll give it okay, two and a half stars. I was going to give it two stars, but it's independent. I'm willing to be lenient on it. Um, if, <laughs> if if I was in a different mood, I'd give it two stars because it's, uh, it's, well, it's not that here, good. Well, then here here's the real question for me because I feel like your choice of who wins this, and if you're new to the show, we usually pick a winner. Uh, I think mm-hmm. I I think I know who you're going to go for. So let me ask you: Is this better than Marley and Me or not? Well, okay. So here's the thing: um, I'm honestly not sure which one I'm choosing. I, I'm oh. thinking I'm going to choose Dog because yeah. I do like the story more. I think they did a better job at telling the story. I, you know, the direction was, in my opinion, better. Um, but I had more fun with Marley and Me. Sure. That's the thing. Is like I enjoy Marley and Me until the last hour, like half hour, fifteen minutes left, half hour. Like that's when it just becomes a uh, fuck you. I I don't I don't like that you did this. Like it makes no sense that you did this to me. You, you did know? this to me. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, what in the fuck are you doing here? Um, so no, this movie, uh, Year of the Dog, is not better than either of the other two. Okay. Like again, no offense, Rob Grabo. I'm so sorry. Like if you listen to this. I am very impressed. Like, the, you know, mad respect. You did what I've always wanted to do, but I don't have the courage to go out and do, which is make my own movie. You know, I've always wanted to, but like the few times I've done so in college, I'm just like, eh, this isn't what I'm built for. You know, I'm not good at this. Um, and, and that's, that's totally fine. But like, mad respect. You did it. You made a movie. You it's, did it. you know, it's not bad. A feature. By any movie. means, it's not bad. Yeah, exactly, and it's it and it has some interesting stuff, but it is not good. It, it needed more, I will say. So maybe with the big budget, maybe with uh, you know stepping back from one of the three rules, you know, just choosing two, mm-hmm. I can imagine you can do great great work like that. You know, I I I will. I'll keep an eye out for you. I'll see yeah. what happens. I'm but I'm, I guess happens. I am choosing dog to win. All right. Um, I think. Even though I hated uh, the character. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like the character. John Groban is definitely a better character. Um yeah. but uh I don't I, I don't know. Like I do like what they said like have to say about PTSD and stuff. I I, I really Give it to uh, Marley and me, it deserves it. Okay, I'll give it to Marley and me if only for <laughs> for Arnie Klein. Uh, Alan Arkin's character. <laughs> uh, he was one that, like, he passed away recently. Um, yeah. I think back in June. And I was just like, man, that, that was one. It didn't really hit me that hard like like other celebrity deaths had, but it was still one of those, like, oh, man. Like, you know we what? had just talked about him in another project. Yeah. I can't remember what, what movie it was that we had just talked about him in, but it was like, that's. I think I texted you too after I saw that Alan Arkin had died, and we had just talked about. It. I'm like, are we cursed? Like, when oh, we talk yeah. about people on this show, it happens. Like, that's the third or fourth one that's that's passed yeah. away not long after we talked about him. And, and you know, though, like, who uh, who did pass, and I, it did kind of hit me a little bit hard. And, and that's Jimmy Buffett. That yeah, that one was sad. Yeah, yeah. because like he just loved life so much. Like, and the leader tell. of Smash Mouth passed away too. I didn't know about that. That's also sad, yeah. but um, I, yeah. I don't know. I knew, I knew about I Jimmy Buffett a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, sometimes you just gotta break out in a Smash Mouth song, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, we I won't mean, do so here because we don't want to get demonetized from an area <laughs> we don't make money on. But still. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's the show. Uh, a little bit of a sad note at the end, just like Marley and me. Uh, so yeah, yeah. I'd say. All Came three of these field. movies are worth watching. If uh, Year of the Dog, if you're interested in independent films, I do think it's it's worth watching. There's some interesting things, and I'll the, keep my lips sealed on that one. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I don't so think any of the these show. movies are worth watching. I don't really like. <laughs> you know what? I'm actually happy I gave it to Marley and me because I didn't really like dog because i i don't know like his no, character I don't like any of them. yeah his character just wasn't super cool until the end like I, there's a no. it has the movie has a lot of merit and i'm glad i watched it but i don't think i would have watched it on my own that's for yeah. sure and, I, and as we've already said i would have given it to marley and me but it, it killed you ending. it's stupid <laughs> killed you at the end all right that's the show they didn't kill me, they killed the dog. <laughs> I'm the green traveler from Gorge. <laughs> and I am the faceless Leon. We hope you enjoyed it. Safe travels and good night. Green and Faceless on the Couch is a proud production of FictionWorks 19. Are you a fan of the show? Feel free to contact us at greenandfacelessfans at gmail.com or visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash greenandfaceless. Don't forget to comment, like, and subscribe. Or rate us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for listening.